Previously on Heroes of the Hydean Way, Skip, Koba, Kesh, and Hillary escaped the grasp of an unexpected megaquarren lurking beneath the waters on the planet Dak. With knowledge, weapons, and supplies gathered from the underwater Jedi facility, they have made themselves as ready as they can to finally meet Soljo Ward, maker of the Holocron, teacher of foresight, and possible threat to the future of the galaxy. Imperial Inquisitor Carl is no doubt catching them up as they approach their goal. Danger lies ahead, and danger paces behind. Can they afford to face two enemies? Can they make certain that they will not have to? Join them this week as they ask some final questions. Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a Star Wars actual play podcast, and we're playing in Fancy Flight Games' Force and Destiny system. And the adventure we're using is inspired by Chronicles of the Gatekeeper, as developed by Tim Cox and Max Brook. This is Act 3, Episode 10, and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. I'm Kesh, the Trandoshan mystic, and uh, if I were going to start a new career, I think I'd like to be a pilot. Think about it. It's a job where you get to sit down all the time. It seems pretty cool. Make a decent living, as far as I hear, though the lack of thumbs might be a problem. Hey, hey, Skip, uh, is it pretty good being a pilot? Wait, you don't have thumbs? We, we, we've been over this. I don't know. I saw a hollow feed the other day that she made it seem kind of like maybe Trandoshans had thumbs. <laughs> Shockingly, Imperial media doesn't always uh, pay close attention to getting non-human species accurate. Exactly. Thank you, Koba. It'd be weird to introduce myself after that, though, right? Like, who does that? <laughs> I'm Koba, the Doug Sentinel. And I guess if I were going to get a new career, uh, I don't know. Fringer, maybe? Strike out on the outer rim, way, way out there, by myself. Is that a career or a specialization, though? I don't remember. I don't understand the question. I, I, I don't I don't either. I mean, a career, it's like something you do for a living, Hillary. Well, all right. Well, um, I'm just really thrown off by the fact that that Kobo left off she an expert. So I guess it's my turn now. I am. I am skilled. I am a Claren Seeker Hermit. That has not changed. And if I were to go get a new job, I think what I would do is... You know, Hillary's old way of life does sound really exciting with all the traveling and getting to talk to people in big crowds. Uh, but, you know, with a kind of persona on. You know, like, I wouldn't be, you know, skip this weirdo. I would be skip the you know, fantastic uh, at some at some talent that I'm sure I have. Maybe jumping. I don't know. Maybe I could learn how to juggle. I can teach you. That is one of my specializations. And you should always have an amount of honesty. So while you don't necessarily want to be Skip the Weirdo, which you kind of are one way or the other, you just are yourself... You want to keep aspects that add to the truth because that brings it to the core at the performance. It really sells the performance to the to the crowd when you are yourself, but bigger. Oh, 
metaphorically, not like that giant corn we just saw. All right, I'm Hilary, and I'm Alina. And if I were going to get a new career, I wouldn't. I would just do the same one better. Boom, boom, boom. And with Skip. Assuming you'd want to come with me on my journey is to talk to people and perform and throw things. Yeah, but I mean, only if I get to be Lord High Lord. There's only ever room for one Lord High Lord at a time. Okay. Give me a chance to step up, and then you could be one. Maybe I should be King High Lord. Ooh, yeah. Lord High King? Mmm, yes. All right, well, I, I, I kind of feel, though, with that naming uh, mechanism, wouldn't it be King High King? It's baby steps. Ooh, I like hiking. Let's do it. We'll, we'll figure this out once we're not horribly, horribly dead. That's true. To learn more about our heroes, we get one to ask another a question. And it is now Skip's turn. Well, Hillary, that really kind of segues uh, us really nicely into the question that I was intending to ask Cash. Hey, Cash. Well, that that was a curveball. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, Skip. Well, so if you were as big as that corn back there, mm-hmm. what kind of life do you think you'd lead? Well, I think I would do a lot less interstellar travel, for one. Oh, yeah, you'd need really, really big ships. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be a problem. But uh, I... I... You know what? Maybe, maybe that Quarren's life's actually pretty good. Uh, the, the the droids in the station were talking about how uh, how they would hibernate a lot. That, that sounds pretty good. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to eat other... Uh, other people with gifts that doesn't sound particularly particularly nice but uh you know maybe you could uh help out some of the local towns and things like that uh you know you have no problem uh lifting roofs onto houses i guess or whatever you do when you're really really big so you'd be a construction worker who takes a lot of naps <laughs> yes that's fair Sounds like a pretty good gig to me. Yeah, let's let, let's do it. Are Trandoshan digits really uh, made for fine manipulation? No, not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be why she is placing the roofs, not assembling the roofs. Yes, yes. Definitely no assembly. I was never very good with model kits. You know, I, I tried to be one of those spacers that would have a little collection of uh, ships and stuff. I just broke them all the time. That's good, because those spacers were usually kind of weirdos. And not like in the fun, I'm skipping, I'm kind of a weirdo way, in like the super nerdy way. You know, if you really look at Trindoshan hands, is it that I have no thumbs or that I have two thumbs? Interesting. Hmm. So our destiny pool for this session <laughs> is back to two light side points and four dark side points. So the very last thing that happened in last episode was the silver shell shooting from the watery surface of Moncala into the air, water flowing away, the open hatch closing as water drains from it, and then kicking off into space. Kicking off into space and then once it's clear of the gravity well, jumping off into hyperspace along the path that Kesh was able to find. Right now, the ship itself has been in hyperspace for about a day. The path is going to take maybe an hour or more. We will cut to the inside of the ship with one cargo bay that is now completely very well cleaned, though somewhat cluttered to one side. The ship itself, looking like almost nothing has touched it. Except for the stuff that was left on the dining room table. I don't remember what was left on the dining room table. There is a card essentially saying, be seeing you soon, and a gift card for Biscuit Baron. (laughs) No, keeping the gift card. Can't poison those. Or can he? So you said we didn't have very uh, very long to go, right? Because we were pretty close. I'm really figuring that's like a scene and then we'll drop out of hyperspace. Yeah, for, for the records of the, the other people, Cash had found the location of 
Korriban back in her mm. episode. Hence why we know where to go. I think Cash is probably busy like preparing a bag or something. Just trying to get some things together. Trying to figure out what's still usable aboard. I also think as it's happening, she's going to find Koba. Okay. Koba is probably in his room. So then, you know, she'll knock or hit the chime or whatever to get your attention. And once the door is presumably presumably open. Yeah. So how did you and Hillary find this ship? It popped up on the station's scanners. It just appeared in the water. Didn't come from the surface, it just showed up. Have you looked it over to make sure it's not being tracked? No, we didn't really have the time, as you saw. Why don't you take the time now? Fine by me. It's just a bad feeling, I suppose. He asked me I wouldn't mind getting another crack at Carl. That might happen anyway. But if he's going to track us, I want to make him work for it. Does Koba have a prosthetic hand now? Or a prosthetic yes. foot now? He has a prosthetic foot. Well, we might have more than just Carl to uh, deal with on a Korriban. Yeah, that seems to be how things are going. Although uh, Ward seems to think that he's going to find uh, an apprentice among our number. But I'm more worried about Carl filling that uh, position. Maybe we'll get lucky and they'll uh, decide to kill each other. What do you think Ward wants an apprentice for? Nothing good. He talked of um, waiting for the right moment. My guess is... uh, uh, starting his own little empire, maybe challenging the existing one. Maybe that wouldn't be so bad, but it just doesn't sit right. I don't, I don't think this is the way. Maybe not, but the Jedi Order hardly seems to have worked out either. Yeah. Well, we're gonna learn more when we arrive, and maybe we'll be able to figure out the right path from there. Cobanauts. Kesh will uh, turn away and start back to making her preparations. If I recall correctly, on the ship, the personal quarters are very close to the cockpit, correct? Yes. Yes. So every time you've you've gone past the cockpit to go in and then out of Koba's room, you realize that uh, Skip is in there and the first time, I, I feel like you probably just assumed that Skip was talking to Gudge. But then on your way back, you hear, And then Gudge and I saw this really giant thing. But you saw that, obviously. Uh, and so that's that's kind of where we are now. That's, that's everything that happened since we left you. I'm really glad that you're okay. Are you talking to the silver gel, Skip? Hi, Cash. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> okay. And she'll continue moving on. I think rather than Gudge, Cash pro- um, Cash's first thought was thinking that you uh, were probably talking to Hollow Ward. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. You've done before, and uh, she's just gonna let you continue on with your uh, your conversation. Well, you know, they had to tell the ship everything that happened since they last saw it. Fair enough. Oh, and if the ship gives you any answers, uh, let me know. Well, that would just be silly. But I will. So, I don't suppose there were any stim packs on the pallet that we brought aboard. I go with that there was three. Okay, is anybody besides me not carrying a stim pack right now? Uh, I don't think I have one. No, because I have these notes where I found I found some stim packs on that freighter that we trashed. Okay. So, so Skip still has some. Yes. In that case, uh, I'll pass one of the stim packs over to Koba. Okay. And uh, 
go ahead and uh, keep the other two for myself because uh, I've got a feeling we're going to need them. So I'm assuming we laid in a course to Moraband, or are we, like, how far are we looking? It's pretty close to Dak. So I, I think the assumption is we're already in hyperspace on our way there, and uh, okay. it's not very far. That was the assumption I was working off of, that punch out of the water. Kesh brings up, this is the coordinates we need to use, and then you would jump to hyperspace that the path there would have been charted by the stellar cartography area of the base. Mm-hmm. You've had about a day in hyperspace, and the hyperspace clock is counting down. Now it's under an hour. So if there's anything that you're wanting to do on the ship, relaxing or of a discussion, now would be the time. So if it's also been a day, we would have recovered strain and yeah, a little bit Yeah, your strain would wounds. be recovered. A uh, point or two of wounds, if you have any. I did, oh, and I'll okay. finally okay. get me back up to full, though. Oh, but I can finally mark off Stimpak use. Yep. If we don't have any other, like, little, like, solo or paired-off scenes, uh, I think when before we jump out of hyperspace, Kesh would try to gather everybody just to kind of have that one more conversation before it all kicks off. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So maybe cut to that little uh, lounge area with the couches and everything where we've had more than one group chat throughout the uh, past few days or weeks or however long it's been. So we're all clear um, when we get there. We're going to be confronting... Sojo Ward. We've learned a fair bit about him throughout this journey and who he's become. I know I'm the only one who's seen things more recently, but she looks over at Hillary. I'm not certain this is going to be like uh, with Markov, where we can talk him down. If you want to try, we can try. But I think we need to be prepared um, to uh, stop him. I think that is fair. We've seen the darkness he has chosen. We've seen the fear, and we've seen the dangers that he can represent. But we should not assume that that is all that he is, because we've seen where he came from as well. And there may be that still waiting. He is not safe for anyone at this time. Least of all if uh, our friend and benefactor, he holds up the gift card, is also there. (laughs) I suspect he'll find a way to be there. Do we think that between the three of you, I will not count myself because I cannot, in any good conscience, be enough to go up against a Jedi. I mean, we all know the stories. They're not insignificant. I don't know. Hillary's right. (sighs) Considering what we've been able to figure out how to do in a matter of weeks and without any serious training... I think we have to be ready for the possibility that someone who did this for years is going to be beyond something we can handle. Yeah, but you could also think about it the totally opposite way, in that, yeah, so we had a really bad fight, and Koba lost a leg, and you know, all that, but we survived. We were in a really not advantageous situation for us, and we still kicked his butt. Mostly. So, you know, with planning and preparation, and we've done a lot of planning and preparation, we have these fancy glowing weapons now, I really think that, you know, there's four of us and two of them. Yeah, sorry, Gudge, there's five of us and two of them. Ideally, we would not be facing both at the same time, I hope. That's a really good point. Planning. See? 
We didn't have that then. So we can either be all coba about it and be like, oh, it's never gonna happen, or just once we could have the skip approach and be like, you know what? We've done a lot, and we have a lot of really surprising talents. You know, so maybe we kind of got this. Maybe. With everything that's been raised, is... Can anybody think of a way to maybe... Maybe ensure Carl and Ward don't see eye to eye? If they're the two strongest on the field... Who's to say they have to be against us? It could be against each other. I have a feeling their goals won't line up, not perfectly. That might give us an opening. Because as far as we know, Carl is a loyal servant of the Empire, right? Seems to be. And I don't think he wants to go make friends with former Jedi. I don't think he knows about the former Jedi. I think he knows about the Holocron. And that's about it. He doesn't seem like the type to be patient at learning. No. And however far Ward may have fallen, I don't know if he's likely to want to serve the Empire himself. I just had an idea. Would you like to share with the table, dear? Yeah, I was just sort of, you know, waiting for someone to say, yeah, Skip, what's your idea? Oh, I I, I was going to ask if, if you were thinking what I was thinking. I don't know, because I was thinking that we pop open our box and get our friend in the box, who is kind of, you know, a better version of Ward, to maybe tell us if Ward has any secrets, because I think that, or, you know, secrets are weaknesses. Cause as I think that Boxward would be pretty amenable to helping us, because Boxward isn't bad yet, right? No, no. Uh, Boxward is like an older version of, of Ward. Um, last time I talked to, uh, to to him, he didn't really see eye to eye where current Ward is. All right then. So we just have to figure out what Ward's weakness is. See, that's not what I was thinking of. I was thinking, in spite of what I was saying earlier, Koba, do we want to invite Carl ourselves? Hmm. That may guarantee that they'll come to blows. It also will put, I think, a time limit on things before the Empire shows up in force and our chances of getting out of there drastically go down. And the question is that even if Ward and Carl are both dealt with, how confident are we that someone else won't be left to take whatever Carl wants back to his masters? Should we perhaps, with all due apologies to our friend, the box... Ward, split the holocron again. You mean, like, break it? Uh, yes. Because that's what Carl was after. He doesn't He doesn't know about Ward, as far as we know. And, Kesh, you've spent the most time speaking with Box Ward. Um, would he teach Carl? Knowing what Carl is... I'm not sure. Not sure if uh, he can identify that, but he seems to be more aware of the morality differences. Maybe. Maybe not. The other thing is, I've had the holocron for a while. I'm not sure that... That there's too much in there that that the Empire probably doesn't already have a hold of from some other source. If we wanted to keep it out of their hands to 
maybe further that knowledge, but if it's a choice between saving the holocron and stopping Ward, I don't know. Perhaps Skip has a good point, and we should start by asking our uh, inside man, as it were. Alright, well, Skip's gonna dig for the box. You pull out the holocron and activate it. It does its rise up, break apart into a bunch of pieces, twist around, and the hologram of Ward shows up. Hey, buddy. Oh, hello. It is good to see you, Padawan Skip. Yeah, I'm gonna... You, you seem to be a bit out of sorts. And then Hollow Ward is going to take a look at the rest of you. Kesh in her armor, Koba in his coat, and Hillary in his performer's outfit. Oh, this does look like it is a council, one might say. You all seem very serious. Well... You know, we, ha- we we have some questions uh, for you, sort of, kind of. Yeah, yeah, uh, Cash. <laughs> we are getting ready to confront Sojo Ward. Oh, you have found the path to the darkest place. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know it's weird. Uh, but yeah, we kind of need your help uh, with you, other you. We were wondering if you had any advice or there's any knowledge about him you could pass to us that we haven't already learned Hmm. well he is most certainly an arrogant person (laughs) for it is definitely an arrogant sort with the Jedi that focuses on trying to see the exact future that is to come not allowing it to be enough to see a single possible future, but no, must see the accurate future, to the point of losing the will for context with it, focusing in on actions without seeing the context to it. That is what I am understanding from his time on Jorah, that the actions became all that was there, and not the context of what people were doing, what caused people to end up doing what they did. That does seem to be his most recent style. But the information that I was given, that I have, is only 20 years recent. Even being on a plant such as this for such a long time, it is hard to say what is going to happen. Isolation for 20 years can cause schisms with reality. Especially with someone as powerful as Ward is in the Force. Or with the Scorekeeper's Blessing, as some would say. How do you know if someone is a worthy Padawan? They won't use the knowledge inside of you for the wrong reasons. That is a journey of a Padawan, to learn the reasons to use the Force, how to rely upon it and how to guide it. Anyone who has access to the Force can wield it, but a knight's journey with their Padawan is to open the Padawan to the Force in such a way that they feel the responsibility that is given that this is a gift but it increases the amount of ways that one can bring good but also the amount of ways one can bring ill to the world what about you you are as you said not Soljo but a collection of his consciousness in a way how do you know whom is worthy of your tutelage. For a construct such as I, there is some circuitry involved 
that while there is judgment, there is also a base understanding in emanations of people. When the emanations of someone has become too corrupt, it is at that point where the activation sequence becomes much more difficult for someone. It isn't as what happened with the four of you to start with, where attuning yourself in the force to the holocron allows me to be. It is also finding the peace within oneself to be open to the teaching. Well, that removes one worry. It is a matter of timing and a matter of impatience. While I have been able to teach one such as Nikesh to become more peaceful and to read the future, such as in the ways that Soljo is gleaned within these crystals, there are those who have been able to create a tranquility within their own selfishness. It is possible for those of a corrupted nature to pause long enough to learn. It merely takes much more effort. Power comes easy. Manipulation and the nuance is much, much harder. And the willingness to live with themselves afterwards. If we fail in our task, you may end up in the hands of such individuals. I know you're not exactly sentient in certain senses, but uh, we could also separate you, try to make it harder for that knowledge to be recovered or destroy the holocron. Would that be preferable? Would you rather not see everything that you know be lost? even if it ends up in the wrong hands for a time. Knowledge is but a tool. Whether you use it for positive or negative outcomes is based on the wielder. As much as I might judge on how someone is, is not the ability to learn something new and grow a cornerstone to the force and to the sentience that we deal with? I fear I have uh, myself chosen the wrong path with this question because the decision to destroy our friend here would be made out of fear and the assumption of what would happen. Would that be the wrong choice then or the right choice for the wrong reasons? I don't know. I'm an entertainer. I'm not made to think this way. I was never supposed to be the one helping save the galaxy. I can see why Soljo hurt. I think you raise a good point, Hilary. So then I think, at least where the holocron is concerned, we uh, roll the dice on it. So do we contact Carl? Um, did we turn up any tracking devices? I'm going to go with yes. Okay. It wasn't particularly hard to find, but it mm-hmm. was in the cockpit on, I'm assuming, the engineer's station. Okay. Imperial? Yes. I don't think we'll need to. There's a someone with a tracking device in the cockpit. I haven't deactivated it yet. Presuming he's still tracking us, he's probably not far behind. Okay, then. And I guess the last order of business is um, how we start things off. If we can find it, I wouldn't mind taking out Ward's hyperspace ring, the the hyperdrive-capable piece of his starfighter, if we can find it in orbit, just to limit his options. 
But that also means when we land, Silvered Shell, for a time, might be the only way off the planet. Maybe it would be best if, uh, before we pick a landing site, we deactivate that tracker, throw it out an airlock. That way, uh, Carl at least doesn't know exactly where the ship is and blows it up from orbit or something. I think we can do that. And then, um, well, I think I know the structure where we're going to find Ward. It's, uh, well, I think the statues and the throne will be pretty easy to spot. We start by talking and, uh, well, if that doesn't pan out, we'll fight. Any other uh, thoughts? We're flying into too many unknowns. The best we can do is see what things are like on the ground and adapt accordingly. Yeah. Well, then, uh, just want to say uh, it has been uh, has been an honor getting to travel with each of you. And, uh, it's been the same to fight alongside you, however this thing turns out. You know, that's the kind of stuff they always say in the hollows before a climactic moment where someone dies tragically, right? Okay, that's it. Nobody's dying tragically. Like I said, (laughs) we, you know, maybe... Everything's going to be fine. What if I was considering retirement after this case? Two weeks? Go ahead. Retire. I see where you're going with this, Koba. I just don't think Skip has seen the same hollows that we have. They don't make them like they used to. I just wanted to say that... Just to have it said, okay? Not planning on anybody dying except for Carl and probably Ward and... Nobody's dying. Koba gets to retire. Although, Koba, I really don't think you want to retire. I I think that you sitting still would probably make you really agitated, like, even more than you already are. So, I I mean, I would probably hold off on the retirement plans, you know, in the immediacy. But, anyway, I think we've all got to go back and visit Hillary's family together and be introduced as... You know, their dad's weirdo friends. And the grumpy, grumpy uncle. That's Yukoba. Do you think they want to know what specializations we all have, too? <laughs> when you're making a show, it's good to know everybody's specializations. And maybe around now's where we start hearing that alarm for coming up out of hyperspace. You come out of hyperspace and there above you is a giant red planet with bands of white clouds. When the hyperspace Tweedle goes off, Skip is going to rush back to the cockpit and thank the ship very much and, and pat, I don't know, the console. We're wanting to follow Kesha's plan. Then... We've got a hyperspace ring to look for and a tracker to deactivate. I think the the tracker can take a flying leap at this point. The tracker is also very easy to find. It It isn't in the engineering console or anything like that. It's sitting on it with a cord going into the USB charger. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's the black box that the leverage team puts so that people know they're being watched. Still, let's remove that. Maybe shove that out of an airlock and then see if we can find a hyperdrive. In that case, I do want to get a sensor. Ooh, wow. This actually has really good sensors for a, a transport. It goes to medium. I guess then we need someone to give us a computer's check. Not it. Uh, does anybody have any ranks or an intellect above two? I've got two rings. I feel like that's a Koba job. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, Koba had a drone. Yeah, that's what I thought. Difficulty? I'm going to go with average with one setback. One advantage. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm going to go with you are picking up a hyperspace ring, but it looks like this hyperspace ring has been destroyed. Instead of a ring, it's now just a band where a shot went through one piece of it and it sort of unfurled. It just seems like everybody's making our job easy so far. <sighs> Does that mean that when we land our ship on the planet, we are providing hyperspace travel? No, oh, I intend to do something about that. Okay. But yes, it does, Hillary. But if we don't, Carl will. Right, Skip, can you get us down there? Mm-hmm. So, as you descend into the atmosphere, most of the topology is jagged peaks. Like, this is a planet that just does not seem that inviting. As you go down, it seems that it is just peaks and valleys. Not even ridges, just a lot of spires. As you fly over, in the valleys, it looks to have a f quite a bit of loose material just blowing in the valleys. Sandstorm-like mm. that's in the air. The readings on the ship tell you that, yes, this is technically a breathable atmosphere, but there is a boatload of dust. Uh, this place looks really dry. I don't like dry. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be very pleasant for any of us. Can we find before we land? The thing that might actually make a fair bit of sense is... Seek. Yes, seek. Seek makes more sense than what I was about to say. I've seen the place that Ward was at. I took a force power like I knew I was going to try to track down things. But I got three dark side pips. So... How are we doing? I'm going to flip. I'm going to go ahead and uh, <laughs> take two strain and two more conflict. The way it works out for Kesh is as Skip and Koba are in the pilot and co-pilot seat, I'm figuring Kesh is standing behind and in between, sort of looking out, scanning over the peaks and seeing the winds just blow through the valleys. For Kesh, how does this feel using the dark side? For I think I think Hillary was hitting the nail on the head earlier. I think Kesh is operating a lot more out of fear than she would like to admit to herself. She's afraid that we're making all the wrong decisions. She's afraid that some of these people beside her or herself aren't going to make it off of this world. And uh, she's afraid that Ward might say the right things to convince any one of them, maybe even her, that he is right. And so that fear is swirling around her as she reaches out and senses that darkness that is Ward, that trapped her in a vision before and held her, and this is her reaching out to it. I think there's even like a flash in her mind's eye of, of Ward, like turning and looking in the direction where the ship is descending. As I think it's sort of a uh, bit of a mutual thing at the moment. And then Cash is going to lift up a claw and point out the uh, the cockpit in the correct direction. He's over there. What's the expression on Cash's face as this is happening? She's tight-lipped at the moment. She's standing pretty like straight and tall compared to what she sort of normally does. It reminds you a bit of when you've seen her prepared to um, get into a fight. When any of that like jokiness or anything like that is just gone. So after you say oh, what direction to go in, Skip is actually going to reach over and put one of their uh, hands just on top of your hand. All right, I'll, I'll take us in if you're ready. Yeah. All right. And Skip's going to pilot us over in that direction. I do want to get an assisted piloting 
space roll. The roll's just going to be a red and a purple. Then it would also have the two setbacks on account of handling. Mostly because there's a lot of dust getting kicked up and it feels like an actual piloting roll. Yeah. Seems like a reasonable idea. I honestly think that Hillary's not in the cockpit right now, so... Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Kobo would be the one in the co-pilot seat. Yeah, Kobo's probably still in the cockpit at this point. Well, how, do, how does that uh, how does that do you, help? Do you want me to actually make a co-pilot action, or just state that I'm assisting? I'll leave that up to you, whether you're wanting to do the assist, or whether you're wanting to do the co-pilot action, because both are useful in this situation. What's the difficulty of the piloting check? The piloting check is red and a purple. And two setback because of handling. Okay. Um, I will. I'll just assist. Okay. Doc. Which means for me again, I don't remember. Boost. Um, just a boost since I think your agility is at least as high as mine. Three. All right. I'm rolling. Red. Purple, setback, setback, yellow, yellow, green, boost, and two force points. Okay, uh, that's one. So that'll be... Okay, so that's two successes, a threat, and a triumph. <laughs> I will say the only actual success that wasn't me rolling uh, force points was that their boost from Koba. Koba knows the game. Yep. And there's one point where you're flying and Koba points out, like, not there, or watch it a second or two before you see a mountaintop appear out of the sand. <laughs> the blowing, blowing sand. Thus able to dodge away. The silver chill settles down onto the sand. Like, this has definitely been milled mind out that at one time it looks like an amphitheater in the bowl shape like and the tiered shape but it is also massive it almost looks like your friend from earlier could fit fairly comfortably here in fact as you look down you do see statues that are standing there you can tell that in behind them, the stands actually look to be the fronts of buildings built into the rock face itself. And everything here is red in one shade or of another. The statues, which once you get your bearings on how big everything looks, the statues are gigantic. A good 500 feet tall in fairly imposing poses. It doesn't look like they're in motion. They look like they're standing guard, but they're also 500 feet tall. The wind dies down, allowing you to see into this bold area. Where the ship is, you can tell that this is still going to be a, a couple kilometer walk from where you are to where the encounter with Carl is going to be. Cash is going to throw the bag she'd prepared over her shoulder, head over to the ramp and lower it. Hillary's going to give everybody scarves to wrap their faces in. Uh, thank you. I lost my last scarf on a, a pneumonia. I can find some more material. We can try again. They're meant to be used, you know? Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. You can find me at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, TH, and I with a K. I'm at Ace Picorito, A C E P I K O R I T O. You can find me over at Ren Out of Time. Let's Ren like the bird. Out of time, like, you know, perpetually running late for things. And I'm at Leslet GS. That's 
Leslie, like Leslie with a typo, GS. <laughs> That's delightful. And we are all at theheidianway.com, where you can find previous episodes. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Plus, you can help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. We're also on Facebook as The Hydean Way. You can holocom us at heroes at theheideanway.com. If you like what we do and you want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash theheideanway. And uh, if you want to send us some goggles for uh, the windy places that we keep ending up, you can send us some credits over at ko-fi.com slash theheideanway. Oh, shoot. I think I have goggles in Skip's inventory. I need to check. I think you do. That sounds <laughs> I right. I do. What's happening? I think we're waiting for Brandon to do his intro. Yes. So nobody addressed me. I'd said thank you, Koba. <laughs> I keep trying. I know. We, did we that keep well. sweating him back. I hear the feverish typing of Brandon, and I really hope it's to acknowledge that I just totally made fun of Barrowin. <laughs> uh, no, I was. I had something else in my brain. I'm, I'm, I have to cue things now, so I'll get to that like in an item or two. Okay. <laughs> so expect my retort in about 20 minutes. Um, Brandon yes. list of gripes. <laughs> I mean, fair. I am thinking... It's a dangerous pastime. I was just going to say Sorry. that, but I wasn't sure if this was the right audience for that, so I just bit my tongue. It's okay. Leslie, I, Leslie will always say that to anybody. Hold on. Yeah. On a call with both me and Leslie, <laughs> you're concerned Disney. that Disney lyrics might, <laughs> I don't know, whiff? You never know. I, I think in that case, you, you can know. I was about to say, now you do. For future. Now you definitely know. And knowing is half of that. Along with the two other halves. I see where you're going with this, Hillary. I don't know that Skip has seen the same hollows as us. Are you, Why are you talking to yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah, Hillary, you are you okay? God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> From where you are to where the encounter with Carl is going to be. <laughs> um. Carl's here. The cops are here. <laughs> oh no. Cash no, is gonna throw the bag she'd prepared over her shoulder. Head over to the ramp and lower it.